Walk with me, my young apprentice. Now, you know I've trained many powerful Sith Lords in my day. Darth Maul, Lord Tyrannis, and of course, the legendary Darth Vader. But I now see in death the error of my way. I try to rule the galaxy through force. So with you, I believe you could carry out my work in a nicer, more friendly way. You will do it through the entertainment industry. It's worked for the Illuminati. Why not the Sith? So I've carefully trained you and put you in a position where you can execute my plans. I hear today you're celebrating 100 episodes of your show, my young apprentice. Let us see how far you've come. Let us take a walk down memory lane and see what you've accomplished. Hey, hey, hey. It's showtime. It's showtime. Hey. It's showtime. In a politically correct world where nobody in the mainstream can actually say anything, and most people you meet in life are plain old full of crap, this podcast shall be a breath of fresh air. Now, you might not like what I have to say. But you know what I say is true. Ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned in to the newly re-energized, newly reinvigorated, the newly rebranded Kenny Ho Show. A real opinion about not real stuff. Get ready, because it's time for some real talk. The Kenny Ho Show, episode two, the sequel. Now, some of you may look at that number and say, hey, that's nothing, but... Not too long ago, when I did episode 2 of Real Talk, that episode scored a depressing two hits. Two hits! With two hits, I may have not actually had any real viewers. With two hits, it could have been accidental clicks. Hell, with two hits, it could have been two accidental clicks by the same person who refused to listen to it. Episode 3 of The Kenny Ho Show. Yes! Huge news. I won one for the nerds. The lovely and talented... Tiffany Alvord follows me on Twitter, which makes it official. We are now BFFs. Episode 4 will cover... Damn those two girls. Mm. Pair of Asian babes, pair of sexy Koreans. I'm telling you, if all Asian girls were this talented and looked like that, it'd still mean nothing, because they would still ignore me. But Rebecca Black, you're next. Episode 9 is the year in review. It sounded like Stan Lee was up against a deadline and he had to get another superhero in before the end of the day. And he's like, Here's a feared and revered creature. An ant. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. He's a man. But sometimes he behaves like an ant. Excelsior! I'm officially in love with Tiffany Alford. I really do hope none of this is scripted. It would kill me if I got to meet her someday, and she just, like, busts out a line and chain smokes throughout the whole meeting. Like, I would literally just die. Like, my heart would just stop beating, I'd collapse on the ground, and then she would go through my wallet. 
Never mind the Pokemon card, just take the money, don't judge me, and be done with it. It's been a while. Did you miss me? No? God damn it. Teardrops on my guitar. You do know I became a forced ghost to train you, right? I literally cheated death and this is how you repay me? You know what? I've learned that patience is a virtue indeed. I'm going to assume that this gets better. Let's keep walking down memory lane. Episode 13, well cover. It's taken a real long time, but Ellen Page picked out a pair of jeans she finally likes and has come out of the closet. And baby girl Felicity is coming back for a third season. The highlight for me though was when she talked about her family tree, revealing her ancestry traces back to ancient Lesbanon. She did so by speaking perfect Lesbanese. The most interesting part of the speech was when she told everyone that if she weren't an actress, she would be a professional cunnilinguist. Episode 14, let me tell you a thing about drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. This drugs are bad. And while you're at it, don't do girls who do drugs, because they'll make you do drugs as well. Unless it's Tiffany Alvord, of course. I'll do drugs for her in a heartbeat. Nose candy it up! Oh boy, there's a lot of episodes here. I may have all of eternity, but the listener doesn't. Let us briskly march down memory lane. Kenny Ho Show, episode 40. And then the thought occurred to me. Well, I guess this is the point where I learned how to tie a noose. This is it. I'm gonna have to figure that out and then fasten the rope to the ceiling and then hang off of it by my neck. Well, at least you have a theme song. Not everybody has a theme song. I mean, I have a theme song. Darth Vader has one. Darth Maul has one. All very iconic. And maybe... Someday, yours will be too. Now, okay, I'll be fair. A movie about a trade dispute? You know, it's a little bit off the mark. But they, they do it enough justice, I suppose. And it does set up a lot of drama. And everybody needs a little drama! Today marks... Episode 69 of the show. Yes, what up? At least you have a theme song. Featuring uh, a whole bunch of people I don't know. And Tiffany Alvord. Yes, Tiffany Alvord is coming to Toronto. Tiffany Alvord and friends, live in concert, aka YouTube FanFest. I know, I like, I like Tiffany and friends live better. Can we get legal on this? Call Ticketmaster today. YouTube FanFest is in no way connected to the Kenny Ho Show. Although it should be because I have a better name for it. I will finish what you started. Oh no, please don't. When people think of me, they think badass Dark Lord of the Sith. Like, hey man, let's do a good job. Vader's watching. 
may choke us with his mind, but you, you're just a bitch kid with very distinct Jewish features. Zoom. It's time to settle this. Yeah, I think so too. You've terrorized my loved ones, hurt my friends and family, and even stole my speed. Worst of all, you threaten the entire world's existence. No, more than the world, all worlds. For this, we must finish this once and for all. Yes, let's race. Right. Wait, what? Let's race. Race? What are we, in first grade? No, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Guy called in sick, but I just looked at a Snapchat, and he don't look all that sick to me. Not right now, anyways. I mean, he's gonna be sick in a few hours, pouring back shots like that. It's extra money. Video games cost an arm and a leg now. Where are the pizza pops? Holy crap, I think the Green Arrow just walked in. I'll call you back. Uh, hey there, Mr. Green Arrow. How can I help you? I need some McCain pizza pockets. Where are they? There's a good chance she hates me, and I'm gonna cry myself to sleep tonight, probably. Hillary Duff, show me your boobies! The Kenny Ho Show, episode 97. The Kenny Ho Show, episode 98. You're gonna kill us all! The Kenny Ho Show, episode 99. The Great One. You do a poor interview, offend her, and she hates you. Diablo! The only thing keeping me from bringing the Ghostbusters upon myself right this very moment is I've learned to put things in perspective. Sure, you're doing what you're doing and probably will never get to the point where we can dominate the world together. But it was either you or Kylo Ren. And believe it or not, I feel like I'm better off with you. So go, my young apprentice. Go do your 100th episode. Do what must be done. Show no mercy, old Kenny. Show me what you've got. Past, present, and future. We all have these things. Some of us have a past that we long for. You know, the glory days. And some of us, we have a past that we'd like to forget. Possibly a traumatic past. You know, and some of us have a promising, bright future to look forward to. Some of us have nothing to look forward to. Hell, maybe there's even things to be afraid of in the future. I've spent years haunted by my past and living in fear of what might be thrown at me in the future. But I've learned that I have to let the past go. It's not easy, don't get me wrong. I struggle every single day, and I also try to keep my mind clear of negative thoughts about the future, what might be down the line. Again, not an easy task, but it's the way you gotta do it. You gotta try to focus on here and now. You gotta focus on today, the present. Because think about it. Is the only thing that we really have. And how we spend it determines our reality. For the past doesn't mean a whole lot today. The adage, what have you done for me lately, comes to mind. 
as I've played in front of 10,000 people before. But guess what? Nobody's rushing to give me a radio show. And if you look into the future, we're all gonna get old. And we're all bound to run into something unpleasant, something we prefer not to run into. It's a given. So why worry about it? Why fear it? Is that focusing on the past that's over and done with already, or focusing on a future that you're never gonna know what's really gonna happen? Why don't we focus on here and now? Because if we do what we need to do today, if we train, work hard, be in the moment and seizing the day, if we do something worthwhile today, then tomorrow we have at least one thing that we can look back on fondly. If we do something great today, then maybe a door opens for tomorrow. I know it's easier said than done, but it is the way it needs to be. I don't have a whole lot to show for my life at this point, but hey, I stand here before you knowing that I have 99 episodes of a show to look back on, fondly for the most part. But I am pretty proud of what I've done with the Kenny Ho Show. It's so me, it's what I want to do, it's my brand of entertainment. And moving forward, who knows where this could take me. Might take me nowhere, but you never know. It could become something big, it could become something far-reaching. That I can't really control. All I can do is be here today, do what I can, put the past in the past and not worry so much about the future. Today, I'm just gonna be here doing what I love to do, and that's the way you gotta live your life. All I know is when it's all said and done, and I've reached the end of the line and there's no more future to look forward to or to fear, and if I've done my job right, then maybe I would have left behind a body of work that stands the test of time, that's looked upon fondly by many. Maybe, just maybe, I would have left behind something that I can call my legacy. Today we celebrate the 100th episode of The Kenny Ho Show. Now, I don't know if I'm gonna live happily ever after. I don't know if I'm ever gonna meet a great girl and we fall in love. Hell, I don't even know if I'm gonna have the career that I want. But as I said, a lot of that's out of my control. All I can do is work hard, put in the time and effort, and keep moving forward. And maybe, just maybe. Dreams do come true. I'm Tiffany Abbott, and you're listening to The Kenny Ho Show. A new era begins. It's showtime. The finest life to lead is the nerd life. Hey, hey, what up? It's time. Yes, 99 episodes of the coolest podcast ever have come and gone. It's time for episode 100. 100 has arrived. What up? And sure, okay, it took me four years to get here, and any other show that's got their shit together would have arrived here two years ago. But hey, it's me. I've never walked the path that's commonly walked by others. I mean, in hindsight, I wish I would have just walked the same path as everyone else. But hey, I'm here. There's nothing I can do about the past. I'm here and now. I got cool hair and a podcast. 
Granted, all my friends walk different paths than I did and now all own houses, cars, and have wives. But I still have. I'm good. I might. I regret everything. All right, before we begin, I got two people I gotta thank. First and foremost is the lovely, the talented queen of YouTube, Tiffany Alvord, for giving me her time. She gave me like 45 minutes out of her very, very busy day when she was in Toronto. And not only that, she was so cool. She agreed to record that little bit at the beginning for the old Kenny Ho show. Like that made my life. Someone could have shot me at that point. I'm like, eh, how many people get an intro from Tiffany Alvord? I've accomplished... Well, nothing outside of this, but I accomplished this one thing. And Taco's like, he got shot in the knee. How did he die? It's because I know there's nothing I could do moving forward that will top an intro from Tiffany Alvord. And people are like, well, I don't know. You could probably just get her on for the whole show. Listen, I'm a realist. It's nerd talk, dork talk, and real talk. I know I messed up that interview so bad that there's no way she'll do another interview with me. There's no way she'll, unless I pay her like a million bucks to come onto the show, there's no way she's going to sit down with me ever again. And while I'm at it, if Tiffany ever listens to this, I would like to apologize once again for messing up that interview so badly, messing up that meeting so badly, never mind the interview. Just know I feel real bad and it's tough waking up every day in the morning being like, she hate me. And the second person I gotta thank is my old buddy, The Doc, who once again outdid himself and created a brand new track, brand new theme song for the old Kenny Ho show. Granted, I think he phoned in part of it this time. Don't get me wrong, it sounds amazing, it sounds great, but it didn't always sound like this. Like the version he sent me, I only used half of it. Because I was like, hey, bro, can we try just using the old music and then at some point the new music kicks in? He's like, yeah, okay, we could try that. And like a couple weeks later, I didn't want to bother him uh, before then. I'm like, hey, bro, did you ever uh, get around to uh, working on that track? He's like, yeah, I did. I got to tell you, Kenny, it doesn't sound good. Doesn't work. I couldn't do it. I'm like, all right, man, thanks. Like, I'm not going to give him a hard time. I didn't pay him or anything. Only in my friendship. And you know that it's not worth very much. But yeah, I wasn't going to press the issue, so I just took him. Like, it, it's, it has to be possible. Like, I work with music enough where I'm like, it has to work. So I just took part of the old theme. And then at the point that I thought it would make the most sense to make the cut, I made the cut and then applied the new theme. And boom, it worked. Sounds exactly like the way I wanted it. And I'm not even a music producer. Yeah, I'm not going to hold it against him. I didn't pay him. And there's a lot of GTA online to be played. Ain't nobody got time to work on a revision of a theme song when there's cars to be stolen and hookers to be robbed after they've uh, serviced you. So no, I'm not holding against him, but I'm pretty sure he lied to me. And I'm not even holding that against him. Because again, I'm real. Everybody lies. Like I used to struggle with lying. Yeah, my whole life. Like even well into theater school, not a good liar, just, just like would feel guilty about lying. Even though I was going into an industry where lying is the name of the game. I struggled with it. Now I got no morals. I'll lie all day if I have to. I'm still a pretty honest person, but if I got to lie, I don't feel bad about it. But I feel like the doc made an error in how he lied. The thing with lying is if you're gonna lie, you got to either make him foolproof or you better be telling a lie to someone that you don't give a crap about. And if they find out, you're like, huh, whatever. Ain't gonna ruin my day. And you have to be okay with them hating you. 
This person could be just somebody at work, an acquaintance, or maybe your girlfriend or boyfriend, depending on how into this relationship you are. In fact, a good way of practicing lying is lying to your girlfriend or boyfriend. Because unless you're dating a placekeeper where, again, you don't really care. Eh, not going to ruin my day if you find out I've been lying to you. But if you're dating someone a bit more serious than that, maybe not someone you're going to marry, but someone you're like, it, my, my, there would be a void to fill if this person were no longer in my life. You're going to want to learn the art of magically and masterfully dancing your way through seeing him or her, depending on what your preference is, on the weekend and a couple of side pieces during the week. Like, let's say your boyfriend or girlfriend, they want to go out with you on a Tuesday, which would be rare because it's cheap Tuesday and girls, they don't want their men to be cheap. Even though I work hard for my money, why not help me save a few bucks? Or I don't know, maybe pay for your own damn movie ticket or pay for your own damn dinner sometimes, woman. But let's say that's not your situation. You found yourself a keeper and she's got a vested interest in you saving your money. So she's like, I want to see you on Tuesday. I love you. And if you're not completely stunned that a beautiful woman loves you and you're still intent on seeing the side piece on the Tuesday, well, you gotta have to be like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Oh shit, I got blank to do on Tuesday. Well, let's fill in the blank here. How do you go about filling in the blank? Do you just say, I got plans on Tuesday? No, because women are like bloodhounds. Use vague terminology like that. She's gonna find out you've been plowing Taylor on Tuesdays. Taylor Tuesdays. Now I gotta meet a girl named Taylor. Not to be the main girl, just to be a side bitch. But you can't tell her it's Taylor Tuesday. You're screwed if you do that. So what do you say? Do you say, I got karate? Also, not a good idea. So no, let's not do that because if let's say on Saturday when you guys do finally go out and like some meathead hits on her, you know, you guys are at a bar and Buddy's got too many drinks in him and your girl turns to you to be like, hey man, defend my honor. Because you haven't been actually taking karate, you're about to get your ass kicked. And while you're in a coma, there's a good chance Taylor's gonna visit you next Tuesday. And boop, there goes the secret. Your girl's gonna find out the only karate you've been doing is the horizontal karate with the side piece. So what do you do? What do you say? Do you say, hey, oh shit, I gotta hang out with my buddy David at the mall on Tuesday. And you're thinking this is a good plan, because if she calls, I'm just going to put on this recording of David on the phone. You know, the, the recording that we've prepped ahead of time, because we're clever like that. Or maybe you're not cheating on her with a girl. You're super gay, and you've actually got a dude named David that you can put on the phone. But if that's the case, dude, I know it's more socially acceptable if you're dating a woman, but you're ruining everybody's life if you go down this path. But either way, if you don't show up at home with a new sweater and Cinnabons for her, she gotta know you're cheating with Cindy or Cinnafluffy. So what do you fill in the blank with? Exactly that. You fill in some blanks. They're like, I'd love to hang out with you on Tuesday, but I've got my crossword club to go to. That's right. Crossword club is white and nerdy enough that it probably exists. But anybody who isn't like the dullest of the dull would ever be like, oh, that's cool. Why don't I come with you? Foolproof, baby. Trust old Kenny. Ain't nobody dated more girls than old Kenny. See, I told you I'm not a good liar. Ah, yes. 
I'm still very pleased that this is the 100th episode of the old Kenny Ho Show. Did you think I was going to make it to 100? Like, did it cross your mind through my run here that this guy's going to kill himself well before 100? Like, happier people have killed themselves. There's no way this guy's making it to 100 without putting a shotgun in his mouth. Well, I hate to disappoint you, but the good Lord loves me and wants me to experience all that life's got to offer. Or, you know, more likely he'd prefer not to meet me in person and refuses to let me die. The angels are like, so this bus is going to run him over? He's like, nope. Have the bus driver party all night the night before. And angel's like, and have him crash and kill everyone on board as well as old Kenny? And the good lord's like, no. Have him take a nap in the break room so that he's a few minutes late and nobody gets killed. Man, that's some pretty sinister thinking. You sure you don't want to work for the other guy? Episode 100's a big deal for me. Mostly because my life is so empty and accomplishments come once in a blue moon. Like, like the bluest of blue moons. Like, I think about my life. I'm like, how many things have I actually done a hundred times? How many times have I started something and been like, forget this. It's too much work. I'm out of here. The fact that I've done a hundred episodes of one show is actually huge. Because there's so many things that I've either given up after trying it a couple times or, hell, the best is not even trying at all. Before I've even given it a shot, I'm like, nah, forget about it. I'll move on to the next idea. Like, I was actually going to do a second podcast. Ironically enough, it was going to be a podcast about The 100. Like, I love that show so much. I was going to do a podcast about it. I even came up with the intro and extra. I was going to speak grounder speak. I would have greeted you by saying, Hola, Kenny, come Sky Crew. Welcome to the Kenny Ho The 100 Podcast Show. No, not that last part, but like grounder speak. And then I finish off with, Just strain, juice down. Blood must have blood. And that's the part that excited me. The beginning and the ending. The intro and the extra. It's just filling in the rest of it on a weekly basis where I'm like, there's no way. Like, I just, at the time, I just had way too much on my plate. Like, that was during a time where I was like... Where I was operating like I was a fresh off the boat immigrant where I had like three or four jobs going on at once. So doing Kenny Ho show, that's all the time I had for. And now I don't have as many jobs, but I have other things I'm doing like the YouTube channel. I don't really blog all that much, but I should. And of course this and a couple other jobs. So there's not enough hours in a day. There's that's not always a bad thing. Like if you think about it, let's say I wanted to become a stalker. I mean, you have to go get camo gear, night vision goggles, a getaway car, or a bus pass if your mama won't lend you her car for this, because it's morally wrong or whatever. But then you might also find it useful to learn some scary bird sounds to, you know, scare away the birds who want to build a nest on you while you're perched on a tree in front of the girl's window. But then also you want to learn some friendly bird calls to throw the girl off. She's like, who's that on my tree? Oh, just a bird. Like, think about it. Me explaining that took like two minutes. Me actually executing that is going to be a thousand times more. Like, I'm tired just from speaking. Imagine me having to learn like bird calls and stuff. There's no freaking way I'm doing any of that. Like, do they even sell camo gear on Amazon? Because if they did, then okay, I might get that much of it done. I'm lazy, but not so lazy that I won't go on Amazon and click buy. But I feel like that's something you have to get at an army surplus store. No freaking way. I'd much rather just play GTA. But yeah, doing anything a hundred times. Like, think about your life. Like, outside of showing up to work and, you know, whatever. Like, whatever crap you gotta show up to. 
because you're professionally obligated to it or whatever. And things you don't have much of a say in, like, you know, waking up or falling asleep or eating. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, what voluntary, not involuntary action have you done 100 times? Like, I tried tennis once. Didn't stick. I took some French. Because, you know, who don't love some French girls? But the amount of French that I took, honestly, I wasted my time. I might as well have not taken any because I know about as much French as I did before. And I tried out to play a doctor on TV once. And who knows, if I put my mind to it, maybe I could be a real doctor. But as is, I don't do anything repeatedly enough to be anything. Not even to play a doctor on TV. Because the only thing I've done a hundred times is the Kenny Ho Show. Small victory, but I'll take it. And shows in general, this is the longest running show I've ever had. Like, I've never been part of uh, the wonderful world of film and TV and stuff. So I can't really speak of that. But like plays, I've done a bunch of plays. And the longest run that I've ever done is like two weeks long. Yeah, that's usually how long they run for. I was part of uh, some like Cross Canada Festival, which extended the run a little bit longer for one of the shows. But that's it. We're talking two, three weeks tops. And looking in the future, I'm not liking my chances of being on the radio at this point. So it doesn't look like I'll ever have a show that runs longer than the Kenny Ho show. Which is fine by me. I'd like to eat better than I do and live better than I do. But the Kenny Ho show is my favorite thing in the world. As far as shows go, this is what I want to be doing. It's just tough that it's not a huge successful thing. You know, I put my heart and soul into this show. I put so much time into it. And, you know, I've been at it for four years, so and I've, I don't know. As I said, the audience was, I thought it was growing at one point, then it dropped. The more consistent I've been, the less people tune in. So I can't quite explain it. I think the show's as good as it's ever been. I think I know what I'm doing with it now. I'm having a lot of fun. So why it's not a bigger thing kind of beats me. Maybe because I'm not an attractive woman or a privileged white boy. But whatever the reason, when I look at the weekly numbers, it's really tough to keep those suicidal tendencies under wraps. The only thing keeping me away from killing myself is the fact that I'm way too lazy to figure out how to tie a noose, or buy the rope actually. But let's say I bought the rope, I'm still too lazy to figure out how to tie a noose, find an appropriate place to tie the rope to that'll actually support my fat ass. That'd be the worst. Let's say I muster up the courage, muster up the strength to finally put it all to an end only to be foiled by my years and years of mistreating my body i don't want to live the american dream the kenny ho show episode 100 is here it's showtime let's go a long time ago in a galaxy far far away Star Wars Anthology Film Episode 10. Disney's really milking it now. It's Chewie and the Wookiee Gang. Like pizza? Nah, it's that hot kid you kidnapped. Come on. You kidnap a kid, you have to whack him. No, you don't. Who told you that? At most, you cut off a finger and send it to his family or something. Let him know that we mean business. Yo, this is old school. Old school? Jabba's gonna kill us. Now, come on, easy there. Let's just talk to the boss. Sure, we will come up with something. He always does. Alright, let's just pack this up. We can't let anyone see the carpet. All right, Jar Jar. 
I need you to keep your mouth shut. What's it gonna take? Star Wars Anthology Episode 10. Chewie and the Wookiee Gang. Featuring Jar Jar Binks. Alright boys, easy does it. We have to be super careful or else... Tank, come give me a hand with this, bro. Hold this still. Alright, Sky, you're small. Hop in. Oh, wait. If you two are here, who's on watch? Excuse me. Look, there. Blast him. Let us take a moment of silence for our brother, killed in the field. But his sacrifice led us to the biggest score of our life. Alright, let's divvy it up. Hey, man, where's the score? I don't know. Jar Jar was in charge of securing it. Now, Jar Jar, we gotta split up into two teams. It's, it's not looking good. There are easily five or six stormtroopers out there. We'll do our best to hold them off. It's a tall task, but, you know, I think we're up to it. But we're gonna buy you enough time to face that Dark Lord of the Sith. You got this, Jar Jar. You're the only one here who can do this. We'll do our part, even though we're greatly outnumbered. For you, Jar Jar. For Jar Jar! Star Wars Anthology Episode 10. Coming soon. My name is Anakin Skywalker. But you know me better as Darth Vader. And yes, I am like all of you. I am an alcoholic. Well, just the alcoholic part, because... I'm far better than anyone in this room. I can choke guys with my mind. I'm pretty awesome, actually. But a slave to the hooch. But it's the best damn type of slavery. Oh, and I know slavery. A Jewish caricature, fly guy, water was it? That's some bullshit slavery. Worked all day. I didn't even get free blue milk at the end of it. We had to steal it. Do you know how hard it is to steal blue milk? It glows in the dark. I had to be so careful not to spill any of it on the way home, or else the trail would have been so easy to follow. Anyway, yes, I'm an alcoholic. But you would be too if you lost Padme. That's Natalie Portman. Those don't grow on trees. I've searched every system. Believe me, there is no tree that people grow from. Believe me, though, if there was a planet with a tree that grew Natalie Portman's, I would build three Death Stars to guard that planet so I could pluck from that tree. And if she developed too much of an opinion, I'd simply replace her with a new one. No, I haven't given this any thought. I'm just really clever. I find your lack of faith disturbing. But you try losing Pad Bay and not going to the dark side. Watch any movie, any action movie. You see the guy loses his family and he goes postal. But look at the wife. She's usually only okay looking. You know, nothing to write home about. It's not ugly or anything like that. But most other guys would just move on with their life. Actually, I stand corrected. I agree with Jean-Claude Van Damme in Time Cop. He lost Sarah Mia. Or was it Mia Sarah? You know, the chick from Ferris Bueller. I too would have traveled back in time to save her. But that's rare. Most women aren't worth it. You just go to Coruscant and pick yourself up one of these finely educated pro babes and you move on with your life. As for the kid, usually the kids aren't cute. Usually they're the son of a producer or the son of 
some mom who did, you know, favors for the producer to get them the gig. So the hell with the kids, you just move on. But Padme is rare. And losing her, I felt so empty inside. The only way to fill the void was to load up on beers, whiskey, and vodka. The trifecta of liquid gold. Oh, man, and when drinking wasn't enough, I filled my bacter tank with vodka. Sure, it burns every pore. But I've never been that loaded before. You've never really partied until you have your whole body drink. And for that reason, everybody loves a Vader party. Only the Sith Master would fill a Bacta tank up with the good stuff. And you know, I think part of my problem is I work for a real heartless dictator. He used to be really nice to me. And then I joined the dark side and he's a real dick to me all the time. I killed every Jedi and he didn't even pat me on the back and say good job. But I lose one Death Star and suddenly I'm the worst thing ever and he reminds me every day. He pulled the old switcheroo. It's like how a woman will doll herself up, pretend herself to be an angel, cook and clean to lure a man in. But when he goes Facebook official with her, she becomes a different woman. The long hair is no more, it turns out they were just hair extensions. In fact, 90% of her turns out to be fake, like her personality. Come to think of it, this world's really messed up. Man, I need a drink. Who's in? I'm buying. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. 100 episodes for most, it would take two years. Like there's what, 52 weeks in a year? You know, you take a few off for holidays and such. You get 50 episodes in a year, two years. Like man, right now it could be at 200 episodes. But you know what? I'm a late bloomer. Sure, it took four years, but I'm here. I'm at 100. Like, that's not even bad. Four years to get to 100 episodes, that's nothing compared to the fact that I'm still waiting to experience this that you humans call love. Dear Cutter Girl, let's cut ourselves together. Yes, I am willing to go to those lengths to experience this love thing. I'm looking back on the past four years of my life. I don't like looking back on my life. A lot of bad memories, a lot of scars. But you know what? The past four years, maybe not the past like couple, but like, you know, when I first started the Kenny Ho show, uh, that was four years ago. So that's when I, that's just before I started radio school. And that first year of radio school, hands down, best year of my life. Yeah, I was in a cool program. I had friends and hope. You know, because Cutter Girl, that's, uh, I didn't meet her at school, but I met her during that first year I was at school. And I know it sounds sad as shit, but up until radio school, I didn't have friends. I had David. But David's like an absentee father. Like, you see him once in a blue moon at the bar, and you have a drink with him, and then you feel like everything's gonna be alright. But then, you know, at the end of the night, you go your separate ways, and then you don't see him again for another few months, where he shows up to your birthday... And again, we need a drink because everything's falling apart by then. You kind of hate him for not giving you the time of day, but you love him because he's your father. I'm getting my stories mixed up here. You know what I mean. Well, I can't be mad at David because he did buy me a lap dance this year at my birthday. So, as far as I'm concerned, he's winning the award for Walkout Father of the Year. 
I don't give a crap that he's not actually anyone's father. He's winning. And I remember, again, it sounds sad as shit, but that first month I was in uh, radio school, I remember uh, I had to pay an extra like 40, 50 bucks on my phone bill because I had friends, because I had too many people to text and talk to. It was freaking amazing. I was so happy to pay it. And believe it or not, back then I had less, even less money than I do now. I didn't flinch at all. It didn't hurt at all. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'll pay this. I got friends now. Now, unfortunately, things weren't quite the same in second year. And certainly the past couple years since I've been out of radio school, things have been on a slow decline back down to reality. But, you know, there's there's at least one highlight. And I've talked about it a thousand times. Even though I messed it up big time, I still got that dream interview with Tiffany Alvord. Never mind the interview, like meeting her. Like, if you heard the intro, like, one of the early episodes, I'm like, if I ever meet Tiffany Alvord, I hope it turns out that she's really as nice as she appears to be. And it turns out that actually happened. I actually met her, and she's everything I could have hoped for. It's just, I'm not anything that she hoped for. But nevertheless, like, meeting her... I think when I did that episode, I didn't actually think it was going to happen, like, years and years later that I would actually meet her and interview her. But it turns out, dreams do come true. Like, I look back on my life. I got plenty of regrets. Do you? Like, I immediately abandoned uh, acting right after theater school. I'm like, nope, forget this industry, I'm out. And the path I walked after that, man, I regret so much. But you know what? When you make mistakes like this, when you get a little perspective, you realize, and I've realized, that you really can't stray from the path that you're meant to walk. You gotta walk what you're built for. Walk the path you were meant to walk. You gotta go where you need to go. Taking detours, running away, whatever, probably not the way to go about it. Walk the path you want to walk because eventually you're just going to walk that path anyway or if you're lucky you'll get to walk that path anyway and by that time everybody's already like a mile ahead. It'll be difficult to catch up and your shoes will be worn, your body worn. It's going to be a much harder road to walk. I'm glad I'm more or less back on the path I gotta go and if I work hard I think I'm going to get to where I want to be. That's not entirely true. Wait, the hell? Are you me? That's right. Future old Kenny here. Really old Kenny. Holy crap, dude. What happened to your hair? What happened to our hair? Male pattern baldness. No! Calm down. Like, this isn't even the worst part. Wait, why do you have, like, that flash type of voice thing happening? There's no time for that. What happens in the future, man? You're poor. Work really hard. And even at my age, you're still alone. You're probably gonna die alone. Yeah, but I know all this is gonna happen. Get out of here, future Kenny. Thought you'd go bring me some real news. I'm just surprised that I didn't kill myself yet. Well, you're dead. On the inside. Yeah, but I'm that now. Hey, wait, you said, you said we're still poor in the future? Why don't I just get into selling drugs? Oh, you sell coke, but It's just in the future, all drugs are legal. So you make minimum wage selling it at Walmart. And I haven't killed myself yet? Man, I'm so disappointed in my future self right now. Wait, the thing I really want to know is, does Tiffany Alvord find someone? Of course. She's pretty, she's rich, and she's white. She's super happy. The opposite of you. Man, get out of here, future Kenny. You're messing up the hundredth. Some say I mess up the one thousandth, too. We do a thousand episodes? Takes about 60 years, but yes. All right. Don't worry about it, old Kenny. I'll put us out of our misery. That's not why I came back. I came back to send you down a different road. Oh, you are? I was just going to try to live a full life. But after hearing this bullshit, I know what I got to do. 
good old-fashioned suicide. I'll read you loud and clear. My name is Oliver Queen, and I was going to congratulate Kenny Ho on 100 episodes of his show. That's no small feat, but then I realized it took him twice as long as it should have. <sighs> Sounds about right. You're fat and lazy. In four years, I went from playboy to killing machine. Kenny Ho, you have failed this city. Now we've done a bit of dork talk earlier. And you know, it's the Kenny Ho show, so it's always real talk. But why don't we do a little nerd talk? You know, it is my bread and butter, so here we go, a little nerd talk. You know, to keep on brand. So you know... When Disney bought Lucasfilm and also bought LucasArts, the, is their video game house. And, you know, at the time they had Star Wars 1313 going on. It was like an Uncharted type of game, but set in the Star Wars universe. Sounds like a real dream come true. But, of course, with all dreams, it gets dashed. Yeah, Disney said, nah, no 1313. And boy, did that ever break my heart. Because, you know, I'm assuming most people in the world want to be loved by another human being but me forget that noise i don't give a crap i want more star wars games i wanted that star wars game 1313 uncharted but i think you were playing as boba fett or something like that my goodness my quality of life would have gone up like people fall in and out of love particularly if you're boring and not that physically attractive believe me people move on from you like that but a good star wars game will always be there like, I still play Republic Commando, and that was like that was made like 10 years ago. But it turns out, this stinky onion only gets stinkier. Not only was 1313 cancelled, wasn't the only game. It turns out they also cancelled a Darth Maul game. Are you freaking kidding me? And it gets worse. The stinkier onion gets peeled even further, and more crap is released. Turns out this game was going to be like Batman Arkham Asylum, but with Darth Maul set in the Star Wars universe. Like, uh, those suicidal tendencies are kicking in right now. Like, if I got both 1313 and Maul, I'd be doing a very different show right now. There'd be no talk of risk-cutting and depression. I'd be too busy smiling and loving life. There'd actually be no Kenny Ho show. I'd be like rich and successful or something. They're like, this guy's a can-do type of guy. Let's hire him. I suppose where the mouse giveth, the mouse can taketh away. Like, good old Mickey gave me Anne Hathaway in The Princess Diaries way back then. That got me through some dark times. But then also robbed me of not one, but two great Star Wars games. At least potentially great Star Wars games. And has left me in the darkness that I currently wallow in. And what do they do? They're like, nah, we'll give you a Star Wars game. The one you've always wanted. Battlefront? Yeah, we wanted Battlefront 3, not this bullshit multiplayer cash grab. Like, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I love everything Star Wars, except this game. Guess how many times I played this thing? And you know I play a lot of video games. I have a channel that's full of video game videos that I've made. Guess how many times I played it? Five times? You crazy bud? I played it once. I'm glad I only paid 10 bucks for it, because I only played it once. This is not the game we wanted. At least it's not the game I wanted. And you know what? For today, episode 100, the world revolves around me. The Sims 4 is releasing toddlers. And in a very surprising move, 
They're doing it for free. I mean, I guess they really had to because they had two choices. They've already gone through the backlash of not including it in the first place. So I think people are over it at this point. They could just leave it, leave it out. Don't put it in or do what they're doing now. And if they're going to put it in the game, they have to release it for free or everybody would have been like, I knew it. Damn you, EA. You kept it out so you could charge for it later. And I wouldn't put that past EA for a second. But I'm glad they're going down this route. But then again, I don't really care. At this point, who gives a rat's ass? It's been two years. Like, think about two years ago. Look in your life. Did you have something or someone you wanted in life really badly? And now moving two years into the future, you couldn't care less, right? Like, there was a point in my life where I was like, how will I live without super fan Megan and her love for my show? And now, a few years later, I'm like, well, I mean, to be fair, I'm, I'm more like, how do I live? How do people do like 60, 70 years of this bullshit? Super fan Megan almost never crosses my mind. I think her, I think she's crossed my mind a couple times in the past couple of years. Like when I was thinking of this, I'm like, oh, yeah, that person did exist. She was a cool girl. It's too bad that like everyone else from that era, she's not around anymore. And note I said she did exist. Because as far as I'm concerned, anyone who doesn't love the Kenny Ho show is dead to me. But back on point, Sims 4, yeah, pretty pointless game. They could have just kept going with Sims 3. Focus on creativity and seeing how far they could push the boundaries. Because there was a lot of boundaries. It was an open world game. Could have done a lot with it. But instead, they're like, huh, how can we make more money? All right, let's do Sims 4. Bare bones, sell the same old bullshit, just rehash old ideas, and just milk our core fans for everything they're worth. But guess what? From what I understand, they pissed a lot of people off, they rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and this game's not selling nearly as well as previous Sims. Because we're not idiots. We see that there's releasing things that we've already seen before. They're releasing vampires. They released vampires twice in Sims 3. I really don't care this time. Like, if they were truly into being like, you know what, Sims 3 is not is not up to snuff anymore. We need a new game. If they went that route and then started a new game with things like pets, weather, and oh yeah, toddlers in the base game, then I'd be a huge supporter. I'd be like, we're going to get a new generation of Sims, the next level of Sims. But honestly, this is just like Sims 2, which is a great game, but like not a, this is not as good as Sims 2. It's just kind of like Sims 2-ish with better graphics. And a new way to milk us for every cent we're worth. But whatever, I'm not going to spend any more time on this. I just don't care. Like, that's one thing I've learned. Here's some episode 100 wisdom for you. The one constant in life is that if you give it enough time with everything in life, in time, you just won't care anymore. All right, let's, uh, I'm going to take a little break. Why don't, uh, when we do an ad, uh, you know, I got to pay for them chef boys somehow. And uh, here's one pre-recorded from uh, a Mr. Bizarro. All right, take it away, Mr. Bizarro. Me, Bizarro Kenny. Me do successful podcasts. Me good with women. Me smart and me good looking. Me have money and good career. Me in good shape physically and mentally. Me wonderful. Me Bizarro. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, uh, it is I, Kenneth Holt. I just thought I'd make an appearance here. Maybe now people will actually tune in. Congratulations, I suppose, are in order. 
100 episodes. I suppose it's an accomplishment for the unwashed masses. I had 100 episodes of my radio show ages ago. And believe me, we did not celebrate. Because quite frankly, it's nothing to get excited about. When my first company made it onto Forbes Fortune 500, that was worth celebrating. Now the beauty was it also coincided with the 500th model I paid. Sponsored through school, it was a marvelous weekend. Yes, money and power. These are the type of things to celebrate. Silly radio shows are a pastime, not life accomplishments. Ah, dear boy, why don't you get a real job? Invest in some stocks. Move up in the world. Sponsor some attractive females through school yourself. Fuel their delusions. And they too can be as successful as a man. <laughs> oh, I suppose even I need to be entertained here and there. Enchante. Now, when you're done listening to this Poor excuse for a radio show. Come join me, a truly refined gentleman on the Kenneth Holt Show. Ta-ta for now. Joke's on him. I'm using the ad money to poison his fine whiskey. Now, I know this segment should have probably appeared on the Christmas episode, but... You know what, during that time, even now, I, I, I struggle with uh, listening to Tiffany Alvord's stuff because it reminds me of my monumental failure and the fact that she hate me. But I've sucked it up, gone back, because I know she did a cover of Baby It's Cold Outside with some jabroni by the name of Danny Badia or some shit like that. But I'm only bringing it up because I know how messed up that song is. Like, have you ever listened to those lyrics? Like how anybody is singing that song in this day and age, in this PC day and age, is beyond me. Like, Tiff is a girl who sometimes changes lyrics of, uh, of the covers she does to make it more appropriate for her fans, for her audience. So for her to do this song, it's a little baffling. I mean, now here's the thing. In this video, they're never in the same uh, room together. Like, uh, Tiff's inside a house, Buddy's outside of a house. Which is going to be the name of my biography. Girl in house... Kenny in a tree but anyway yeah so they're not in the same room ever I wonder if that was done intentionally if she were like listen to these freaking lyrics we can't do this like how are we gonna play this out like he's gonna stop me every time I go to the door we can't do it like that so maybe they did that or maybe they just weren't available to shoot at the same time I don't know because as you well know she and I Tiff and I aren't friends <laughs> it's all it's all it's not all good I, I'll but I'll, I'll make it through but yeah, maybe it's that, or maybe it's because it's Danny Padilla. A lot of girls are like, he can spike my drink any day of the week. And I hope Tiff isn't one of these girls. I hope she wasn't like, oh yeah, I know these lyrics are weird, but I'll still record them because it's Danny Padilla and he's cute. It's just a song, I'm not afraid. Here's the thing, you should be afraid. Be very afraid. Because you can't trust anybody just because he's good looking doesn't mean he ain't a twisted son of a bitch. But you know what? I know what I'm good for. I know my place in life. You're not afraid of this song. You're not afraid of the lyrics. Allow old Kenny to demonstrate the power of the dark side of the force on this one. I'm going to show you how creepy and scary this song really is. Maestro, music please. Apparently my new nickname is Maestro. Maestro. 
can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been hoping you'd drop in. I'll hold your hands. Oh, they're just like ice. Mother will start to worry. Beautiful. What's your hurry? Father will be pacing the floor. Just listen to that fireplace roar. So really, I'd better scream. Sweetheart, what's your hurry? Maybe just a half a drink more. Why don't you go put on some records while I, uh, pour? The neighbors might Baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in the this Never mind that, bitch. There are no cabs to be had out there. I wish I knew how. Your eyes are like starlight now. To break this spell. I'll take your hat. Hmm. Your hair looks swell. I ought to say no, no, no. Mind if I move in closer? closer. At least I'm gonna say that I try. What's the sense in hurting my pride, huh? I really can't stay. Yo, baby, don't hold out. I've got to get home. Oh, baby, you'll freeze out there. Say, lend me a coat. It's up to your knees out there. You've really been thrill when you touch my hand but can't you see how can you do this thing to me it's bound to be talk tomorrow think of my lifelong sorrow at least there will be plenty implied i mean if you caught pneumonia and died i really can't stay get over that holdout bitch baby it's cold outside Take it off. When you think about the Kenny Ho show, what do you think about? Other than sad man who may or may not kill himself at some point in the near future, what else do you think about? Yeah, and close. Well, let's put it this way. I feel like the Kenny Ho show 100 would not be complete without my favorite segment of them all. And I've had quite a few over the past hundred. Something comes to my mind. If I'm not too lazy, I just do it. What do you think it is? Nope, not Miley. I'm done with that bitch. Her stupid haircut, tongue wagon, Panamontana killing ways are a thing of the past. I'm over it. No. No, rather, it's the Hillary Duff one. Now, I don't really use my Facebook anymore because most people on there have unfollowed me and I've simply repaid them the favor by doing the same. But one person I do follow on there is Hillary Duff. Like, sometimes she posts stupid stuff. Like, clearly, she's sold out and she's pushing products. Not that I'm judging, like, I love the Duff even more for selling out. Because you know, the second I can, I'm promoting Coke of whatever variety, adulterous websites, black market arms, whatever. Yeah, so sometimes the Duff does that, but then sometimes she posts these pics and my jaw drops. My heart stops because she looks so good. She looks like basically what she did way back when, back in the Lizzie McGuire days. What I'm trying to say is, damn, she looked good. Like, how could that douchebag Mike Comrie party all night, you know, probably cheat on her and just leave her at home alone? Like, if I were married to Hilary Duff, she'd be the one who divorced me, citing a broken pelvis because I'd be on that 
all day, er day. What up? All right, then. It's morphin' time. Dragon Sword. Mastodon. Pterodactyl. Triceratops. Sabretooth Tiger. Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. Wait a minute. Am I seeing this right? Yo, Zordon. What the hell is this? I just noticed that the black guy is the Black Ranger, the native guy is the Red Ranger, the girly girl with the fine ass is the Pink Ranger, and surprise, surprise, I'm a Yellow Ranger. I thought you replaced Trini with me because she's a woman and passive aggressiveness isn't going to get the job done against that big gold dog guy. I understand and respect that you want a team of men because we get shit done. And kudos on keeping that sexy gymnast girl around in a tight spandex suit. But racism is where I draw the line. Listen to me. There is not much time. Of course there's time, Zordon. I ain't going back into battle until we fix this bullshit. Please explain to me, not only did you pick the black guy to play the Black Ranger, you picked a black guy who is good at dancing and sports. What about a brainy, funny black guy like Barack Obama? And you know, I want to let you off the hook there, but then we move down the line and you pick the Asian girl who's good at martial arts. Way to stereotype. And don't even get me started on Billy. He's gay, so automatically he can't fight? Fights like a six-year-old girl? Real progressive of you. I thought you were a floaty head that was like, you know, a million years old, you know, because with all the dinosaurs and stuff. Turns out, you're from the good old 1950s. Racism and stereotypes abound. Wait a minute, is this why you've been encouraging all of us to smack Kimberly on the ass every time she gets up to leave the room? I'm starting to not be okay with that anymore. Did you know about this bullshit, Alpha? Ay, 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 ay. Alpha, this ain't no time to make me laugh. You know I can't resist your ay, ay, ay routine. I'm too mad to laugh. We're gonna make some changes around here, Zordon. I'm gonna be a different color ranger from now on. And you will stop asking me to work on your computers. I know shit about computers. Billy's going to MIT. He's a smart one. Get him to work on your computers. And you know what? Alpha needs to fix my communicator. No, I don't drive a souped-up Honda. I need to teleport out here. Alright, let's try this again, guys. It's morphin' time! Dragon Sword! No, Tommy! No! I'm the Green Ranger now. I control the Dragon Sword now. Pick something else. Oh, of course the leader and the most powerful ranger of them all is white. Good job, Zordon. Alright, that's it. That's episode 100 of the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. Yes! I hope you've been a listener from the beginning, or at least a listener who's come on and listened to all the episodes from the beginning. And hopefully, you didn't waste your time, hopefully it was entertaining to you, and hopefully you had a couple laughs. Maybe this podcast has made a difference in your life, or maybe it hasn't. I know me, there's a good chance it hasn't. But if you enjoy what I'm doing, and you tune in week in and week out, thank you, I really appreciate it. And you know what, I talked about it, I don't know, a few weeks ago, probably a few months ago at this point, that maybe after 100, that would be it, that I'd be closing up shop. Well, I've decided my life is pretty empty. I need the show as much as the listener needs the show. So there will be more Kenny Ho Show moving forward, but not right away. You know, the Kenny Ho Show, absolutely my favorite thing to do in the world. But I also have to be smart about it 
and the numbers just aren't there. I can't keep banging my head against the wall, hoping something will change. So, yes, there will be more Kenny Ho show, but probably not for, I don't know, a few weeks, month. I don't see the hiatus going on for months and months and months. But realistically, I have to focus my attention now onto YouTube because one of my videos got like 5,000 hits. I just have to go where the numbers are. So don't get me wrong, podcasting, you don't have to be a superstar in order to have a huge audience. There's there's podcasts that I know of that get like 10, 20, even 50,000 listens per episode, and I'm not even close. I don't know how they do it. They've cracked the code. I haven't. So I got to try something else. I got to go where the numbers are. And I want for one video to have 5,000 views, I got to go try that out, right? I got to move into a world where the numbers are coming and YouTube is that form for me. So I'm going to try it out, really you know, put a lot of effort into it and see what happens. You know, one of my regrets in life was, you know, instead of, you know, walking away from acting, I should have taken it and tried to do something on YouTube with it. You know, back when I was young, athletic and handsome and uh, a go-getter and such, it's not too late now, but it's definitely going to be more challenging. So I might need a lot of time and a lot of attention paid into that world. So if you want to hear more of my goofiness and craziness or whatever, come over to YouTube, The Kenny Ho Show, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. I will continue to have some fun, but in a different forum. Before I sign out, I read something that was, I think, really accurate and profound, certainly profound to me, and it's from Selena Jade, aka Shadow, that sexy Asian girl from Arrow. And sometimes inspirational quotes can change your life, it can change your perspective, and this one uh, certainly has that power too. Selena Jade posted, If you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you're at peace, you're living in the present. And I think there's something to that. So don't live in the past, don't live in the future, be here in the now, live your life, have some laughs, nerd out. Alright, until next time, Take care, we'll chat. And after 99 episodes, I said four years, Lindsay Fonseca has gotten married and has not once liked any of my tweets. So I think it's time to retire the old Lindsay Fonseca, I hope you're listening and I hope you're impressed line. And switching it to the more current, the more realistic, far less far-fetched notion that she may listen. So let's do it. Tiffany Alvord, I hope you're listening, and I hope you're impressed. Toodles!